episode of our podcast, our hockey podcast. I'm your host, Lazy or some lazy guy. You can call me Mike. Probably simpler just to call me Mike. I'm joined here with uh, Ponch and NXG Nick. You can check them out on Twitch. You can usually find them live during the weekdays. I know Nick, you stream uh, every morning during the weekday, right? Yep, every morning, 9.30 a.m. You can find me playing just about anything, including NHL 22. Sweet. And uh, you also have a YouTube channel you just started? I do have a YouTube channel. It's also NXG Nick. I'm sure we can get all that in the descriptions for the YouTube uh, video for the podcast. And we can yep. drop stuff in the Twitch as well. So yeah, and then we'll Ponch, get all what our you got going up. on over there. Yeah. So I stream 11 o'clock uh, New Zealand Standard Time. Um, I'm streaming anything and everything right now. Uh, yeah. And I'm hoping to make affiliate before the New Year's. Good, good. Yeah, I just funny. I did recently got affiliate myself. Uh, you can check me out on uh, Twitch and YouTube. Some lazy guy zero nine, uh, spelled as it's spelled here on my screen. And uh, yeah, no punch. I just recently got affiliate thanks to Nick and uh, a lot of his community there. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you'll get it very soon. Uh, I've been trying to pop into a lot of your a lot of your uh, Twitch streams recently as well. Uh, with hitting you with the lurk or whatever I'm working or something. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll get started with the uh, with the discussion that we kind of got introduced to uh to everybody so uh i guess my favorite team is uh the montreal canadians i don't know if you guys can see in the background i have like a banner on the wall i've had it since i was like six but i don't know why i just i kept it so i guess you can see that in the background um so my favorite team is montreal obviously we've had a pretty rough season so far uh but what's your guys' take on montreal like how do you guys see that franchise do you hate it do you love it you kind of just in, in between ponch you want to go first sure um i think montreal is just in the the middle of a rebuild which it happens to every team yeah so i think at this point you're either in this position where you need to kind of phase out the the older guard so then the younger guys can come in because i think the cup run was a little bit of a flash in the pan and yeah yeah okay. i think it's yeah look towards the rebuild i get it all right and nick what do you what's your stance on the canadians right now well, first in general, I I really like Montreal. Montreal is one of my like I love when they're in the playoffs. I was actually just saying this today on my stream that I love when Montreal and Detroit are having good seasons. Yeah, it's so good for hockey. It, yeah, and I think them going to the final was really cool last year. It's just a shame that you know everything with COVID, not being able to have fans, you know that. Yeah, it was a bummer because if we got to see Montreal with a full building, that would have been so cool. Yeah, but yeah, I would be on that. Um, yeah, growing up in Montreal, obviously, like, I'm a Montreal fan. I live and breathe the Canadians. It's it's almost uh, Montreal is a, a great city to live in, especially as a hockey fan, because it's almost ingrained in your cultural identity. That's uh, something mm-hmm. a lot of other fans. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like especially with the French culture, it's so ingrained here in Montreal. A lot of other fans might not understand the same level of of love that this, especially the French Canadians here in Quebec, have. For the Montreal Canadiens. And they wouldn't even necessarily identify as French Canadian. They'd probably even identify as just French mm-hmm. Quebec. Um, that's just how it is here. And and so I and the, you see a lot of things about the French language and how it has to be part of the Canadians. You know, you need the GM to be French. You need uh, you need the head coach to be French. Uh, that's something mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't understand. But as even an Anglophone, I'm mostly Anglophone. I am bilingual, so I can speak French very well um, and understand it very well. But I completely understand why we have to have that. It's something that's mm. important here because 
To work here in Montreal, you have to be able to speak both languages if you want to work in the service sector. You just have to, because well over half our population is French. So it just makes how, sense. How have we not heard you speak French on your stream yet? It hasn't come up. No one's this asked me yeah, it, Well, it's coming up now. Je peux parler français, si vous voulez, mais c'est un peu... He's not capping. He's not capping. Yeah, so I can speak French. I just It's very English French, so I have a very strong yeah. accent. But it's something that's ingrained here in Montreal, and a lot of people don't understand, but it's super important. Like you, I don't know if you guys heard this on the radio, but there's this one guy who called in like in tears, yelling when uh, they hired uh, Jeff Gordon. Like he was in tears. Mm. Like he was so angry uh, and so emotional, and I understand why. But, you know, they're going to hire a French gym in the next couple of weeks here. Mm -hmm. They're going to hire... I mean, Ducharme, I'm praying, is gone after this season. He's been terrible. Uh, his decisions are... I don't even understand them half the time. Yeah. So hopefully he's gone at the end of this year, and then they'll hire a new French coach uh, to get some new new uh, culture in here. And then uh, just to quickly touch on them, that we can move on to your guys' team. So Montreal has seven wins in 31 games so far this season. This is the worst start uh, in franchise history. A very good franchise in terms of its history, but mm -hmm. sadly we've kind of been we're in the dark ages now. Uh, Arizona has a chance to pass us and put us last place in the league, which is not something I've ever seen Montreal in. Uh, and a lot of fans haven't seen for a long time, so it's going to be kind of interesting. Nick Suzuki leads our team with only 18 points. So this is a really rough season. We have a lot of injuries, but, you know, they're selling hope. And Montreal is still one of those teams that sells out the building even when they suck. So, you know, if Jeff Gordon, he, he said he's going to build a new analytics department, he's going to build player development. If he follows through with that and, and hires the right people, French or English, I don't, I don't really mind, but I'd rather than be, you know, the GM and the, the coach be French. And then have everyone else around them just be the best person for the job. I think I think Jeff Gordon can lead this team into a really a really good spot. Uh, so Nick, I guess we'll move on to you with the Rangers because you know Jeff Gordon used to work for the Rangers. So it's a good transition there. Uh, what do you think of Jeff Gordon? And then also, what do you think of your Rangers right now? You kind of built your team in a in a lot of ways. So what do you kind of think of Jeff Gordon? And uh, what do you have to say to Montreal fans with him coming in? And then what do you think of your team right now? Okay, and one real quick thing before we move on to that. I don't think Montreal will be the worst team in the league. Okay. I think Arizona's going to be the worst team. I think Montreal will go on a little bit of a run, too. I think they're, yeah. they're just mm -hmm. going through a rough spot right now. And what's, okay. the, what's the deal, with, again, uh, what's the deal with Price before he moves yeah. on? Is he, is he playing? What's, what's going on with him? Good question. Uh, so I've, I follow Eric Angles on uh, Twitter because he's really good. So is John Liu. I like them both as Montreal reporters. They report mostly on the Canadians. And it seems, it's looking like Carey Price is going to be shut down for the year. It's looking like it. Okay, um, that, that hurts. That I, hurt, think, yeah. I think it's better than you think. So I would rather him be shut down for the year. Maybe get him in near the end. There was a rumor he might play mm. in the uh, Olympics. But I think they're going to shut him down for the year or have him play near the end when most of our team is healthy. Like we're missing Edmondson. Petrie's still playing like garbage. Like he still looks pretty hurt. Uh, Toffoli's hurt, Anderson's hurt, Armia's hurt, I think. Uh, yeah. It's just, we've been destroyed with injuries. Obviously, Weber's out. I think he's going to retire at the end of the year. But mm -hmm. I think you'll see Carey Price come back next year. I think you'll see a Carey Price you haven't seen in a very, very long time. It's going to look like maybe not 2014 Price where he won everything, but it's going to look pretty, it's going to look better than he has in the, in the past couple of years. I think he's going to look pretty good. He's you know, I don't want to say substance abuse because that's not how he looked at it. It was more just substance use uh, that he was going through because it wasn't really abuse. It's more like he was just overusing it. Mm -hmm. So uh, he, 
he's going to he's dealing with that problem dealing with some mental health and then i think he'll come back rested and i think next year we'll see a really good montreal Canadiens team it's going to be that's going to be very young okay so that's how that's, that's what i think uh, i could be wrong okay well they, they only go as far as he he takes them yeah you know so mm-hmm. without him yeah, they'll be contending with Arizona probably. But hey, you can get a good draft pick, so you know you should. I mean, Shane Wright's yeah. already rumored to be going here, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's not so bad. But anyway, uh, mm. with with Gordon and the and the Canadians now, uh, I would say, I mean, Gordon is honestly who built the Rangers that you're seeing right now. So I would say you guys definitely have a good GM and him. But he had his problems. He definitely had his problems. You know, I, I wasn't crazy about all the moves he would make. Uh, I mean, he, his drafting was kind of body at times, and and now it's kind of looked like I don't know what Lafreniere, man. Like I'm not too sold on him anymore. So, you know, yeah. Gordon was fine. I think he'll build a good team there. I think he's the right guy to have for what you're going through right now because it kind of seems like Montreal is going through a similar thing that we went through with the Rangers. You know, like we had our good runs to the final conference final. And yeah. then we needed to, mm-hmm. you know, they called it a re a retool. So you know, you guys, I don't know if you guys are in a retool or in a rebuild. Oh. I, I think it's more of a rebuild. Bergeron's but... already been through the retool. He's he's, he's had a yeah. retool, a yeah. restart, a reset. I don't know what other re words he wants to use, but recycle. Like I don't know. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. I would say, Gore. I think Gordon's good for that job. He's he he's the right guy. I think yeah. he's the right guy for you. And it's good to have a fresh voice because, you know, Bergevin's been there so long. So I, I think he'll um, – but we'll see. I don't know. It's a tough It's a tough job that he has over there. But mm-hmm. with the Rangers, I'm obviously a huge fan. I've been watching them since 2005 after the lockout when they came back. I've been a fan ever since. Seen a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Saw Lundqvist go on his huge run. That was pretty cool. So it's kind of weird not seeing him in that anymore. But uh, Shesterkin, though, he's good. Yeah, yeah, can't complain. Pretty yeah. good replacement, honestly. Definitely a good replacement. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he's really good. He's phenomenal. Yeah, but um, yeah, I like where we're at right now. I think, but I I worry because they haven't really done well against playoff teams. You know, like they they've struggled with playoff teams. They've beaten the teams that they've supposed to be beaten, which is good, but like again, they lost to Vegas the other night. They lost to Nashville. They gotten killed by Colorado so it's like I'm happy that the Rangers are doing better right now but my my only question is with them is like is how real is it you know yeah makes which sense. you gotta you gotta beat the playoff teams to prove that you're that you're legit right so that's kind of what yeah. you're dealing with now um and yeah. Conchi, it's kind of what sorry just to build on quickly to you that's kind of what the Flames go through a lot too right like for a while they're seen as a team that's like fringe contending but it seems like this year oh is I something think so different. yeah uh, so how would you kind of explain the difference between this year's Flames that seem to be, you know, a real contender and I think are much stronger than than a lot of people give them credit for? Mm-hmm. So what would you say is the biggest difference from this year compared to last year for your Flames squad? Um, I think it's it's Daryl Sutter. I think he's the he's the um, the whole the reason why there's been a change in mentality. Um, they started off really really hot. Which, in all honesty, I didn't see coming. I thought they were, I thought they were gonna be like fourth, fifth, maybe. But no, they're they're playing well, and Johnny Gaudreau is having a great season. 
Monty, I want to see a little bit more out of him, but he's a, he's a little banged up. I think getting rid of Giordano, as much as it hurts the fan base, was in their best interest. And I think you're seeing the the younger guys kind of step up. Uh, Dubé, I love love watching him play. Um, Mangiapane, too. I think he's got, what, 12, 13 goals on the season now? He's on fire. He's having a great year. So you're, you're seeing the right things coming from the Flames. Nice. Okay, so you, you kind of attribute it a bit to the coaching and kind of the culture they've established there. And would you say you've seen a, like almost a complete buy-in? I know I know. Uh, in the past, Johnny Goudreau and Elias Lindholm were seen as players who didn't really play very well in their own end. Maybe not Elias Lindholm as much, but especially Johnny Goudreau. But it seems like this year, hmm. especially watching some of their tapes and their highlights, uh, it seems like they've all bought in. Like, I'm seeing Johnny Goudreau work for pucks. Unlike you oh, for guys. sure. Yeah, that old style with Goudreau doesn't fly under Sutter, man. You'll yeah. <laughs> be hitting yeah. the road. You'll be hitting the road real quick under Sutter. So, he doesn't take yeah. that shit. So would you say it's like the well, complete buy? I hope we're allowed. Are we allowed to swear? Yeah. Before you want to swear, like All maybe right. no, no, right. don't a little bit. Not crazy. Anything, Nothing but, crazy, but okay. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Okay. You can swear. Just want to make sure. Yeah. You're good. Especially if you're getting like a heated debate, like if you want to start swearing, like that's all. Don't hold back. Yeah. 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 I'm sure me and Ponch are gonna be going. Hey, you never know. But, uh, yeah, like, Punch, would you say it's kind of like the, the complete buy-in from the Rangers that's kind of uh, – not the Rangers, from the Flames uh, team that's kind of attributed to your to your success as well as Mark Jim's play? So, because they're, they're confident, which is, which is really nice to see. Uh, they're backed by some great goaltending right now. They're there to – like, Mark Jim's – what? Markstrom and Vidar have had, what, 12, 13 shutouts in the last yeah. maybe 20-something games? That's exceptional. It's really good. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And, like, when when you're goaltending, like, not to, not to bag on David Riddich or it, there's a little bit of a... Um, there's been a little bit of a carousel, like Mike Smith and Talbot. Yeah. While they were, like, fine goaltenders, like, they, they've had a bona fide, like... Elite, like elite goaltender. Yeah, and I think that's they're just playing confident. Yeah, honestly, I, I agree. Like they look a, like a really rejuvenated team compared to they did in the past. They looked very tired at times last year and the year before. Like they looked like a team that should win more than they did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now yeah. they they even lost. Like they lost Giordano. They lose Sam Bennett, who looks really good in Florida. Like he looks. Really good. Like he looks like he, what they expected him to be mm-hmm. in Florida, yeah. and so you're looking at it like, oh, how are they? How are they better without those two guys? But they somehow found a way. They found a way to get better, yeah. and and it's, even Dan Vladar has looked really. That's an underrated pickup, as from mm-hmm. the Boston Bruins. Yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll move on to the World Juniors now. I know Nick uh, isn't Nick's not a huge prospect guy. As I'm, it is. I'm sitting this one out. I, I need like I'm a now person. All right, like I, I need it, to I see it. what's happening now. I don't care about the future. Oh well, there you go. So uh, I guess Ponchi and I will talk a bit more about the uh, the. World I'm Juniors. just like I'm just like Mark Bergevin. Yeah, jeez, yeah, Bergevin's interesting. <laughs> man. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, so we'll move on to the World Juniors. Uh. So Ponchi, who I mean, you're a Flames fan. Uh, but yeah. I think you're out in Australia, right? Or New Zealand? I'm in New Zealand. So which team are you going to cheer for, for, for the, the World Juniors? Oh, it's still, it's still Canada, for yep. sure. Okay. Okay, good. So me too. <laughs> and uh, the player that I really wanted to focus on as a Habs fan as well, and he's a very prolific player in terms of the World Juniors, especially this year, he's going to take a big step 
forward in terms of his responsibility is uh, is uh, Caden Gooley. He's a really big, uh, mm-hmm. strong puck moving defenseman. He's seen as a guy who can kind of take over games at times. So that's very exciting for me as a pro- uh, prospect. Yeah, I'm not a prospect. I'm 22. I know I'm not making the league. Um, but no, as a Habs fan, that's really uh, important for me to watch because Caden Gooley could be the future of this blue line. We haven't had a left-handed mm-hmm. puck-moving defenseman like that uh, and strong physical at the same time since Weber, yeah. who's right-handed. You know what I mean? So it'll be nice to see a guy on the yeah. left side kind of carry the ice a little bit. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Romanov's strong, and he, he's, good at, he's good at being physical and hitting players. He lines up really nice yeah. hits, clean hits, but he's not, he doesn't have that same offensive instinct, so I'm really hoping right. Kaden yeah. Gooley can improve that. So that's kind of the guy I'm going to be watching in the World Juniors very closely as a Habs fan. Uh, Ponchi, but who's who's the guy you're looking at? Um, it'll be our number seventh pick, uh, William Eklund, playing for Sweden. So, okay. uh, while I I am I grew up in Calgary, I am I'm a Sharks fan. Okay. So, number like William Eklund looked really good in his NHL like debuts. Very good in that nine like the nine game streak. He put up four point uh four points in nine games, four assists, no um no goals, but for for a nineteen year old just being in an NHL lineup at that age, he looked fantastic. And yeah. I, I can't wait to see what he does against like people his own age, especially against some of the tougher teams like Team Canada, Team Russia, and yes. the United States. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, honestly I think I guess it's kind of bringing it back to the Canes and, and the Sharks here. I think they made the right decision. They kind of copied the Vancouver Canucks mold with Elias Pettersson. Mm-hmm. Elias Pettersson came in, I think, for nine games. I don't even know if he even played the first nine games, but uh, they sent him back to Sweden for his first year right away. Yeah. But the Canadians drafted, and then Kokanyemi was 17 and had just turned 18. So he's like, at the, he's like even younger than Eklund, or I don't know if Eklund's like that too, but he's even younger than most prospects coming out of the draft. And the Canadians are like, ah, we're going to keep him in the bottom six this year. And then look where it happened. He's starting to develop nicely out in Cal- uh, not Calgary, Carolina. And he's starting to put yeah. up more points. And I think that if maybe the Canadians did what the Sharks are doing with Eklund, I think if the Canadians had sent him back to Sweden, mm-hmm. let him play top six minutes, develop his offensive instincts a lot better against players who yeah. are strong physical guys and they're all men and they're grown men. They've yeah. some of them have played in the league, but they're not NHL caliber players, right? So I think Kokanemi could have developed nicely there. So I think the Sharks are making a very good decision uh, in sending Eklund back as well. Mm-hmm. As, to, as good as he looked, he needs to work on his size, but he can also work on his really good offensive instincts uh, back home. So that's a really right. good decision as well, I think. So that, that's the guy you're looking for in the juniors there. That's good to know. Uh, who do you have winning the World Juniors? I'm not super familiar with all the lineups, but I'm going to bet on Team Canada just because I'm Canadian and, I, and I'm a homer. So I'm going to bet on uh, on Team Canada. But who do you have winning the World Junior Championship this year? If it happens. It should happen, but if it, if it happens. I think Canada is like a, no, like a surefire no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. looks good, but I think with Connor Bedard coming in, and I think Shane Wright's coming in. Um, plus, but I think majority of our draft picks have played already in the NHL. 
or yeah. draft picks. Our most of our like World Juniors have played in the NHL, so they've had like a little bit of time to kind of sink in and play on the big stages. Hopefully, we see a little bit of that um, transition over in the World Juniors. That makes sense. A bit of an experience that a lot of other teams don't have, like poise. I yes. think this is going to be one of those random years that, like, a European team wins. Like, so? I think, really? like, yeah, I think like Finland's going to come out of out of nowhere and just take okay. one. I mean, it does happen okay. every few years. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I did. I found some found some prospects. We there have, you go. Okay, yeah, we got homie. We have homies on Canada and homies on the U.S. We have. I don't know if you guys know any of these dudes. Uh, we got Braden Schneider and Dylan. Garand on Canada, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I, I think I've heard. I think Schneider. Yeah, I've heard of Schneider before. A defenseman, I think. Yeah, you think a top Pretty eleven pick or something? He's a, he's a high end pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess if I mean, I'll probably watch a little World Juniors, so I'll probably be watching you him. You gotta watch and that. Then, yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. fun. I like watching the uh, usually like the medal rounds. That's where I get interested in it. It is a good show. It, it's it's good hockey. It's yeah. very good hockey. And uh, we actually have a good question here from. Uh, from the uh, viewers, so uh, Run Good Monkey asked us a good question. He said, "Hey guys, do you think the NHL season schedule will resume as normal after the break? Uh, NHL owners' revenues are all on the line. ESPN TV contracts are also on the line. So, do you guys think I'll let Ponchi answer first, and then I'll go to Nick, yeah. and I'll." Oh, you myself. see, Critter Critter said the same thing. Critter's Critter on that Finland too? Wave. Oh, I must have missed it. Sorry. Oh, Critter. No, Critter, oh, no, Critter said the same thing about Finland. He oh. said that Finland. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, guys. Uh, and uh, feel free to drop a follow, Monkey. We'll be uh, streaming every Monday for our podcast. But I guess we can just do it like this. It's pretty easy. Uh, but so, anyway, uh, Poncho, we'll start with you. Do you think the NHL will go back to the regular schedule? And I guess we can kind of branch out to our next subject as well. Do you think they should postpone and just shut it down and resume after the Christmas break? Or do you think they should just shut it down for a long period of time? Or any other ideas you might have? What do you think the NHL should do? I think this is a well, I think taking a break makes sense. It, it sucks that, like, as a fan, it's it's not great because we're missing out on our hockey. But I think they just need to, like, granted, though, the last couple of years, we've just been dealing with COVID for, like, and it's been wreaking havoc on us. Um, so I think postponing the season makes more sense, and especially because they they've gone through COVID protocol before. Um, they the owners and the um, like the PA they all know that this isn't out of the option, or it isn't out of the option to postpone, or that we might have to take a break. So I think the best course of action is to continue with the break and then regroup. And I know it sucks for you, like, fantasy players. My team is currently all PPD. So I sympathize with you, but if it if a two-week break means we get more hockey continuously and those games do get rescheduled, then I think um, that might be the right move for now. What do you think about that? Uh, well, to go off what Ponch is saying, I think I think they should postpone right now for because like I don't like the whole half-ass like 
some teams are playing, some teams yeah. aren't playing. You know, I don't think that's going to work. And then another another big problem you're going to see with that is like if we keep doing it like this, all these games are going to have to get played. So if you you know you keep kind of pushing a game back here, pushing a game back there, the season's going to end up running into August and September again when they started in October. Yeah, you know, whereas I I feel like if they maybe just did a shutdown for like two weeks, you know, let all the let all the players go back home. You know, let everybody regroup and then come back in, back to, and try to go back to normal. You know, and but at the same time, it's like, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. With the way things yeah. are these days, it's kind of hard to look into a crystal ball and be like, you know, this is what's going to happen, or they should do this, they should do that. You know, we don't know. My to answer uh, that monkey's question in there, uh, I think they're going to push to keep playing because the NHL probably can't afford to lose another season. Like they have, I mean, I mean, they've been playing the seasons, but they can't do another broken, you know, whatever, like postponed season. They can't do that right now. They have to keep pushing through. They don't have the money to be to afford it. Like the NBA is different. The NBA can do whatever it wants. The NFL, they'll be fine. Hockey is such a small Mm -hmm. sport that, you know, each game really does matter. You know, and that that's a you know that's a fresh set of eyeball. Like you know, you miss like Wednesday night. The Rangers were going to play the Habs. I think that was going to be on ESPN. That's a big game. Big that's game. a big game. Yeah, two big games. Yeah. yeah, and this is the first year they're on ESPN, and this is what's happening. You know, of course, it's not. It's you know not to the fault of anybody here, but it's just it's the reality, and it's like this is really the NHL's time to shine. So I think they're going to just keep trying to push through. I don't. I don't think they should. I think they should kind of take a more strategic approach and not just be like, oh, we'll just postpone that one. We'll post because right now you're seeing it's like. You know, they play a few games in a day, and then the next day this game gets canceled. Like, Pittsburgh, yeah. New Jersey just got canceled. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, whatever the strategy is, it has to be, like, a uniform one. It can't just be like, well, we're going to do this for the Canadian-U.S. games, and for the U.S. games, we'll let them play. Like, it's just, you know, it kind of you can see it's like, maybe they did think it through, but it's just, it doesn't look good in execution right now, yeah. you know? It, it looks yeah, messy. Sure. It looks messy. And again, it's a messy situation. I don't think any of us would be able to handle it, to be fair. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's just from the outside right now, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for hockey. Yeah, so. I, I definitely agree with a lot. What you, a lot what you said there, and I, it's it's very tricky. I I think one of the better course of actions would be to do. Unfortunately, I have to disagree with the fact that I think they have to postpone at least a couple of weeks because this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, no one wants mm-hmm. to watch half of the Laval Rocket play. On the Habs team, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think across the board on any any team, I just know the Laval Rocket by heart, so that's why I said the AHL squad for the Canadians. Like no one wants to watch half of an AHL squad play on their NHL team and potentially miss out on the playoffs because of that game had to be played not because of injury, oh yeah, and poor planning, but because of COVID protocol and players who might not even have COVID being shut down for reasons. You know what I mean? Um, just because they might have it. So it, it's tricky. It's tricky. I think that the the NHL should just say, you know what, screw it. Whichever team has the most games played, shut them down and make it so every mm-hmm. team gets to that number of games played. So let's say that, like, I know the Canadians have played 31. So let's just assume the Canadians have played the most games, right? Yeah. Get every other team in the league to 31 games played. I don't care how you do it. Play whoever they have to play. Get it done. And then realign the divisions. Because I, I think the Canadian-US border might have another issue again like it did last year. So just run the Canadian division again. It worked last mm-hmm. year. It got a lot of good TV ratings in Canada. I know 
maybe not in the U.S. as much because I like Canadian teams have a lot a big fan base, and so maybe some smaller U.S. markets maybe missed out on some viewing. But yeah, I think I think it'd be a good idea just to do what they did last year: get the Canadian division going, get the regional divisions going in the U.S. Um, in that way, that way there's less travel for the players, uh, less COVID risk for the players and personnel and staff and less transport costs. So that would actually reduce a lot of costs in the league in itself. You'd have almost like a regional bubble in a way for the teams and then finish out Mm -hmm. the season. Maybe don't go to 82, maybe go to 56, right? If you have to, but they'll probably want to go to 82 because they want to make money. So they'll go to 82, but play out the rest of the season like this. You've already gotten 31 games in at least. So it's not a full, Mm -hmm. it's only 51 more games of just regional matchups. And that's fun because it boosts your rivalries. You'll get a lot more rivalries out of this year. And then Mm -hmm. you'll play the playoffs. And next year we can go back to normal. But for the state of the world right now with the low vaccination rates as compared to what they should be, as well as just the state of COVID, like it, it just doesn't work. You can't have Montreal travel all the way to Arizona, then to LA, then to San Jose, and then back to Montreal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Like Players are going to get shut down. They're going to be stuck in a different city for two weeks in a hotel room doing nothing. No, they, yeah. It'll be hard for them to train, hard for them to eat properly, hard for them to can't see their family for Christmas. Like it just, just shut it down for two weeks, figure out a regional schedule, and play out the season. I don't care what you have to do, play out the season, but this right now doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'll find a way. Gary Bettman's a very smart guy. As much as, we, as much as a lot of people hate on him, he knows what he's doing in the sense that he's, he's a smart guy. He'll figure something out that works for everybody. We might not see it that way, but I'm sure he'll find a way that makes the owners happy. They'll make the TV contracts happy. NHLPA is somewhat happy. Like he'll find a way that makes everyone mm-hmm. sort of happy. So I'm, I'm sure he'll figure it out in oh, that sense. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to our last subject. We're 30 minutes in. I think it'll be a, fir- a bit of a shorter first episode today. And then we can kind of talk about fun, random stuff at the end. So we'll talk about... Uh, talk about our early cup winners. So I'll start by saying one. So let's all start by saying our Eastern Conference winner. So uh, I think a lot of us are going to pick the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's just the easy pick. Uh, I think it's also the smart pick. Uh, they're playing without Kucherov right now, still. Braden Point was out. Anthony Sorelli was out. And they're still winning games. Stamkos is putting up a point per game this year. So he looks rejuvenated and ready to go. Uh, come playoff time when you have Kucherov and Point, Sergachev, Hedman, McDonough, Vasilevsky, uh, Kalorn. Corey Perry looks really good. He was a point per game for like a solid 11 game stretch with Patrick Maroon and Pierre Edward Belmar. Like their fourth line was playing better than the Habs' first line. So for me, the easy, I mean, the Habs, every line looks yeah, that's not, That's like, not really saying much. I, it's good. the fourth line. Like I'm just saying, like that's impressive. You know, uh, Corey Perry, Pierre Edward Belmar, and Patrick Maroon are playing the likes of Suzuki Tofoli and Caulfield or Suzuki and whoever the hell's on his wings. On any any given night, like that's impressive, um, and so I think the Lightning's an easy win, uh, easy pick for me to win three in a row. Just the obvious pick. I like their depth. Matthew Joseph looks really good this year. Um, Raymond, uh, not Raymond. What's his name? Uh, that new guy that came in this year, uh, Radish. Radish looks good, Radish. and so does Kachuk. All their prospects that we're kind of developing all look really good. So. You know, the Lightning's a well-built franchise. I think the Detroit Red Wings and the Lightning are going to be two franchises that compete because they both had Iserman. So I think within the next couple of years, we'll see those two teams competing. But for now, Lightning are the easy pick for me in the Eastern Conference. Uh, what do you guys say? I'll move on to Nick. I, I got Ponchi first last time, so Nick, I'll let you go first on this one. 
All right, so my choice was originally Tampa, but I don't want to sell out here, so I'm going to go All with right. Washington. I'm going to say Washington's going to win their second cup. I think Ovi is a man on a mission right now. He's going to break Gretzky's record, and I think he wants to add another cup to his collection. And they've looked, they've been good. This team has been good for years. Yep. And they broke through once, and it's usually the teams that have done it before. They're usually the ones that can get it done again. You know, that's kind of how it is in hockey. So I would say that I, I think Washington is probably the team out of the East that I think can get it done. They got the build. They got good offense. They got a solid decor. Uh, Goaltending is a little, little iffy, but I think, they have enough, a, I think they have a good enough team where they can kind of get away with, you know, average goaltending, which they have. Yeah, so, depends when Samsonov decides to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I like, I I like Washington. I'm fantasy hockey, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, we'll move on Obi, to, uh, to Ponchi. But yeah, no, Obi's on, on a tear. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so the Lightning are, like, it makes sense. But don't I really do it. like. Don't sell out, Ponchi. <laughs> don't sell out on me. Come, Come on, on, bro. Sell out, Ponchi. <laughs> Come on, Dude, don't do it. Join the dark don't side. <laughs> but I really like, I like Carolina. Carolina's looking really good right now. That's fair. Um. Because they, Ronta's their backup, and he's been playing fine. Freddie Anderson, he's looking really good. Even though they lost um, Dougie Hamilton last year in free agency, like, Nakis is playing well. Tervinen's playing well. Uh, Ajo's playing well. And, yeah, I, I like, like, I know the Lightning are the smart choice, but I think the fun choice is the Carolina Hurricanes. I like that. And, you know, you're saying they missed Dougie Hamilton, but honestly, I think their decor almost looks better without him. Um, I As much as I dislike this guy, and Nick, I don't know if you can speak to the same way as I do, but I, I don't like Tony D'Angelo, like his attitude, but he's a yes. great hockey player. And he Very looks good player. really good. Very good Carolina. player. And that oh, was yeah. the only thing that I was upset about during that whole situation was yeah. the fact that I still knew he was a good player. And I'm like, all right, I get it. People don't like him in the locker room. Fine. Mm -hmm. But I knew he was a good player still. I mean, he was just coming off that monster year offensively. And, and they were just so quick to throw him out. Like, yeah. And over, you know, like, listen, I love Georgiev. He's a really good goalie. But over Georgiev, like, come on, find a way to make it work. You know, like, yeah. uh, yeah. like D'Angelo on that blue line right now for sick. us. He'd be sick, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's tough because I know I think there's also something with Keandre Miller though. I think he was a, I think he had yeah. an issue with Keandre, and I think that's why they let him go because he had an issue with Georgiev and Keandre, and they're like, yeah, that, that's right, that's right. It was. We this guy it's go. just a, it's but, a tough situation, man. It sucks hey, that that all that happened. Yeah. If, if Rod the Broad, uh, Rod the Bod, Brenda Moore can figure it out with uh, Tony Dia, Rod the Broad, yeah. Jesus, uh, with Tony D'Angelo <laughs> in uh, we're getting we're getting close to the end of the episode here. We got to cut. Yeah, it. I'm struggling. Okay. So we got <laughs> lazy slur in his words. Shea, uh, Brady Shea down there. I like him. I think he's having a bounce back year. You got Slavin and Big Pesci. Up Slavin. Yeah. Slavin and Pesci's a really good unit out there. And then you got some other good depth defense. I think they have Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who I've always liked as a defensive defenseman. I've always liked him. He looks pretty good there. And then I don't know the other guys, but they have a few other guys down there too. Like they, they have a really good decor. Freddie Anderson has a much, much better defensive core in front of him than he did in Toronto. So I the only issue I have with the Carolina Hurricanes and the reason why I didn't pick them is because of playoff Freddie and because they're not proven yet. That's the only reason yeah. why I didn't pick them. I picked the Tampa Bay Lightning because they're proven. 
but I do agree with your pick. I like your picks, both of your picks actually, because uh, those are I think those are the three. That's a three-headed horse in the East. I think those are the three teams that are kind of leading the way with Florida like right in there. So it's gonna be an interesting one this year. I'm, I'm really excited for the playoffs this year. It's gonna be fun. Uh, and then we'll move on to the West. So uh, I'll start us off quickly. Uh, Ponchi, I think you're gonna be proud of me here. I'm picking the Calgary Flames, uh, and the reason oh, yeah? why really the Calgary Flames is because they're built for the playoffs. I like the way their team's built. My only issue is the size of Goudreau on that first line, uh, as well as Manch Pong. They have a lot of smaller forwards on that team. But I think their bottom six is really strong, uh, especially in the corners. I like Lucic in there. I think Lucic just looks, has looked solid. I like the way Dubé plays. He's a little feisty mm. too. So I think the Flames are really built well for the, the playoffs, especially their decor so, and their goaltending. Markstrom has proven he can carry a team in the playoffs. If he had somewhat anything in terms of goal scoring in Vancouver last year in the playoffs, I think they could have gone much further than they even did. They're not last year, the year before. In the bubble playoffs, they could have gone even further. And I think Markstrom got injured. So they went with Demko, who played it phenomenal yeah. as well. So like if either of those goalies had go- uh, had more offense in Vancouver, like that would be a wagon, right? And better defense mm-hmm. in front of them. That would be a wagon in Vancouver. But obviously it didn't work out. And now he's in Calgary, who has, I think, better defense. And I think they'll they'll go pretty far with a better structure under Daryl Sutter. So uh, I look forward to the playoffs. I think Calgary's going to surprise a lot of people this year. I like their team. I like their depth, especially on defense and in nets. So and if and if Markstrom gets injured, I think Dan Vladar is a surprise pick. Be a really good goal mm-hmm. as well. So uh, Poncho, I'll go with you next. I started with Nick last time. So Poncho, who's your pick to win the Western Conference Championship at least, or win the Stanley Cup? I should say. Um, in the West. I've got the Avs. The Avs make sense. Uh, you've Rowling. got your three. Rowling, dude. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. What a cor- courageous pick from Ponch. <laughs> okay. It's better than the Lightning. At least. Okay. All right. I'll just talk about how good Nathan McKinnon is for the rest of the Oh, he's, he's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> you have your, your three-headed monster. You have Kale McCarr. You've got Newhooks playing fairly well. You've got Byram, who's playing fairly well. There, it's their goaltending that's kind of shaky right now yeah but that's, aside yeah. from that like they have kemper yeah. no yeah they pick he's, up shaky this year. He's, he's been shaky i had him in fast hockey yeah. i dropped him so fast the guy would put up either a 930 <laughs> or an 8, 885 I, I dropped him so fast yeah. um but yeah punchy uh about goaltending pure lebron last time colorado was in town in montreal he dropped a bomb on tsn he was like what if <laughs> and Pierre LeBron wouldn't throw this out there if he didn't think it was even remotely possible. So he thought it was remotely possible, at least. Far-fetched, but remotely possible. He's like, what if what if uh, Montreal and Colorado struck a deal? Joe Sackick, and at the time he said Bergeron, but now it's Jeff Gordon uh, making, the, making the calls. Well, imagine Harry Price in Colorado. Imagine that kind of goaltending in front of that kind of team. I don't know how the money would work. I'm sure Burge, I'm sure they could move on from Johnson. Like that guy makes six million bucks a year. I'm yeah. sure Gordon retains some salary. They can make something work here. Maybe Kemper back the other way. I don't know. I'd keep Kemper. Maybe the other goalie back the other way. But imagine Carey Price behind that D line. Behind that team. Imagine. That that'd be, fair. that'd be cool. But like, I I don't think it's gonna work because you have because you have the potential of having to give up Makar or picks. Or even like Byram. Yeah. I don't think Colorado wants and no disrespect to Carey Price. 
know. Well, no, no, it's not that they wouldn't want Carey Price. It's that they wouldn't want to trade a younger fellow who can they can still develop to get like to get a little bit over the hump. I think. They'd rather trade for like, because Kemper's okay. Flurry in Chicago. I think Flurry would I make more sense. That. I was gonna say the same thing. Retain a little Fleury, bit of salary. Flurry. Flurry's going somewhere. Yeah. Flurry's yeah. going somewhere. He's not oh staying in Chicago. God. I feel so bad for Flurry, dude. He, oh, he's yeah. playing really he good. He's actually that. he's playing very good right now. Like he had a really slow start, but he turned it around and he's been playing very good over the past like ten games. He's yeah. been solid. It seems really so for Fleury, like, I've been watching a lot of the highlights for the Chicago Blackhawks. I think as soon as he realized, oh, yeah, okay, I can't trust anybody in front of me. I think as soon as he, I clicked in his mind, he's been set for everything. Like, he sees Seth Jones breaking the puck. He's like, no, 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 I'm ready for a shot. And he's, like, set and yeah. ready. Like, he seems like he adapted. Like, in Vegas, he was used to having a very good, trustworthy defensive squad in front of him. Like, Vegas has a very good structure. Uh, Montreal yeah. somehow exposed them last year. I don't know what Montreal did to Vegas last year, but whatever. Um, they're playing some. They're, Montreal was playing otherworldly last year in the playoffs, but um, mm-hmm. Vegas has a very good structure. You know, Petrangelo, you got Shea Theodore, uh, McNabb looks very good, and other guys, Martinez. Like they got a very good decor. So Fleury was kind of used to being able to trust his defenseman a bit more. But yeah. This this year in Chicago, like oh he's yeah. Well, like Seth Jones is a, yeah, he's a great defenseman. I think Seth Jones gets overhyped sometimes and underhyped other times. But yeah, it's just Seth Jones. Yeah, Caleb Jones looks good. So both Joneses look decent mm. in Chicago. Like Jones, Seth Jones has a lot of points. Caleb Jones looks actually very solid. I like Caleb Jones's game. He part he part of one in OT the other night, yeah, right? Yeah, but uh, Washington. Nice. Every everybody else in that decor, like Connor Murphy. Yeah, I don't know. Like, come on. Like, or the other guy who's playing with Connor Murphy. Like, I looked at them at yeah. one point, 15 games in, they were a minus 15. Eesh. Like, bro, it's 15 games in the year. I didn't see, that. I didn't see that. that coming. I didn't see that coming with Chicago. I thought Chicago was going to. Mm. was going to be uh, close to the playoffs. I didn't know. I didn't think they were going to make it, but I thought they were going to put up a fight and seeing this yeah, is yeah. like, shit. Yeah, they look better under their new coach, King, but I think Jeremy called in and just given up. It looked like he'd given up. Mm. Like, I remember at one point, they, they, he called a timeout and just said, here, guys, take the board. He didn't even bother. He just handed them the board and they drew up their own thing. So I think he had given up on the team and I think they'd given up on him. So I think with their new coach, like they've looked better. Like Chicago's not in the basement anymore or they're not as much in the basement oh, no, no. as they were like, they've been climbing a bit so we'll see where they go but yeah, yeah. i think they're a good team and i sorry nick we kind of got on a tangent here but we'll move on to you for your western conference pick to win the stanley cup who would you have winning the cup i'm not gonna lie i'm looking through the standings right now i don't even know i i think it's just gonna come out of the east i i mean Hey, if you want to be bold, that's just tough. Call... It's tough. I don't know. Colorado? Colorado too? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, all right. <laughs> okay. Vegas, Vegas Vegas isn't winning yeah. anything. Vegas is they're done. They they had their chance, they're not winning anything. And they yeah. picked up Eichel. That, that's that's not gonna work. That's I love Eichel, great player, not gonna work in the playoffs. Yeah. Anaheim, Anaheim, <laughs> no way. They're they're too it's yeah. too you know they'll too early I, hope, for them. I hope they i hope they, yeah i hope they make it but they're not no way calgary maybe but we haven't really seen them do anything in the playoffs yet so what should convince me otherwise this time minnesota 
you're just gonna have to shut down Kaprizov, and that's it. So they're not winning anything. Uh, Nashville, maybe. Yeah, maybe they're one of those. They're like one of those stingy so teams. Them so and St. Louis. Them and St. Louis are just stingy teams that could. I don't know win a cup, but they could probably go to the final. Yeah, probably. I like. I find St. Louis and Nashville those two teams. You're just waiting for them to drop off. Like Nashville, I, yeah. I've been waiting for four years for them just to be terrible, and it hasn't happened. Like I don't know what they're eating over there in Nashville. I don't know what they're drinking, what the players are having for their nutrition or something. But like, they it's have Michael catfish. McCarron. Yeah, it's the catfish. It's the catfish. Yeah, bro, because they got Michael McCarron on their NHL squad. Like, man, this guy's not gonna make the NHL. Like, he had so many chances in Montreal to prove that he can make it. And now here he is. He's got a full time spot. He's playing well, and I'm like. What the hell's going on there in Nashville? Like they just take random guys, put them in the league, and they all play great. So I don't know what they're doing, but they—they're always like Nashville's always that team that's like not contending per se, but they're always around the playoffs. Like they—they they, I haven't seen them bad in a long time, so that's nice to see at least. So, but I'll give you my pick. Let's go, Edmonton. Sir. Edmonton. Oh, I think Edmonton's gonna do it. Oh, McDavid, McDavid has to win a cup at some point. Why not this year? Yeah. Did you hear that? There was audible disgust from two people. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, I don't really want to see it either, but he's got to win one. He's got to win one. Oh. And right at their peak, him him and Dreisaitl's peak. But also in the chat right now, we got uh, Critter talking about the Leafs. We'll, we'll bring up the Leafs out. Maybe the we'll Leafs. Maybe, yeah, we should talk about the Leafs. Yeah, maybe we the Leafs, please. Let's, let's finish with Edmonton, though. We need to talk about Edmonton. Now All right. Said that. Oh, there's... I don't no. think so. There's only there's only two people to talk about. It's McDavid and Drysaddle, and the question is, can they carry them? Can they carry them? No. Yes. No, they won't. You want to know why they won't? Well, carry Crosby, them. Hey, Crosby and Malkin did it in Pittsburgh. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Crosby and Malkin had Latang. Like, they had other players. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And they had Kessel. Let's not. Yeah. No, this, I'm talking about whoa. the 09. I'm talking about 09. Okay. Oh, when well, they were young, when they were on the come up. Yeah. Different league. And they weren't getting as many points. I think it's an easier no, league for they, Dreisaitl they, and McDavid to carry had, it out. They also had Jordan Stahl when he Jordan Stahl was Jordan Stahl. Like they True. had good players True. around Stahl. there. And like they had they had other good players. Like James Neal. Bro, you're forgetting James Neal. Neal came Neal came later. Neal oh, yeah. wasn't on that 09. Well, then uh, he was, he it was, was Mark Recky was on that team then. Yes. And Hoso. No, Hoso was on that team. Hoso wasn't later. there. Uh, yeah. oh. but no, it was Mark Recky. Uh, and, they, they, and they had Flurry too. Yeah, yeah they Pittsburgh Flurry, was so they, a little better. They're well, a much better team. They don't have Koskinen in their net. I'm sorry. To, I love but, Mike Smith. I have but been... arguably, Drysettle and McDavid right now are better than Malkin and Crosby were then, yes, arguably. I agree, but here's the issue with that the league will never let them win the way it's structured. It, they're never going to win. You want to know why? The refs. The refs never call a penalty against Connor McDavid in the playoffs. He's never going to draw a penalty. He, hasn't draw, he didn't draw one last year. He didn't draw one the year before. I think he's drawn the least amount of penalties in the playoffs from a player of that caliber in a long time. He just doesn't draw penalties. We yeah. saw him got tackled by Kyle Connor. We saw him get tripped by a guy into the boards. And then the other guy picks the puck, goes the other way. We see mm-hmm. everything. He gets slashed, hooked, tackled to the ice by two players on Winnipeg. Not a single call was drawn by McDavid. It doesn't matter. They don't care. The refs don't care about him. The league doesn't care about him. Yeah, they just use him for clout, and they don't care if he wins. They don't care. It is what it is. They want they the league wants the rough team to win. That's just how it works in the playoffs. Until they call the game, 
the same in the regular season and the playoffs, you're rarely ever going to see the team that has the most skill win the cup. And that's why Tampa's built so well. They have the skill and the grit. They have the, they have the Corey Perry's. They have the Pat Maroons. And even to a certain extent, Braden Point, they have the, an Anthony Sorelli. They, they have those players who are going to win the battles and be dirty. And they have the players who can score. The Oilers have the guys who can score on the power play and who can score pretty well at five on five. But when the game starts becoming a crapshoot as to what's being called, the Oilers aren't built to win. They're just not. Yeah. So that's my issue. Until the refs change the way they call the game, to be the same in the playoffs and regular season, the Edmonton Oilers are never winning a cup. With McDavid and Cross, uh, McDavid and Drysdale, unless they somehow get Crosby, Stankos, and stack this squad <laughs> up, like they're not or a better defenseman behind them. Like Darnell Nurse is getting there and he's kind of there, but he's not that offensive elite guy. He's a really good shutdown guy, but he needs someone more yeah. consistent than Tyson Berry at five on five. I mean, and goaltending, Koskinen lets in the worst goals I've ever seen. This guy can take a fluttering wrist shot and let it look, make it look like a, a sniper. Like I, don't, like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Unless Mike Smith can play otherworldly like he can sometimes, even despite being like 42, this guy's a legend. I love Mike Smith. But they need someone They need someone else. It's not Stuart Skinner. Yeah. He's not it yet. Evan Bouchard's not quite there in terms of a right-handed puck-moving guy for Darnell Nurse. They need, they need something. I don't know what. Maybe they can go after Jeff Petrie again from Montreal and get him healthy and ready to go. Like He'd look good there. Maybe they can go after Jake Allen from Montreal. Like Jake Allen's looked, what's hidden in this bad Montreal season. I know, I'm talking from the Habs' perspective, but like someone like Jake Allen, he's looked really good. Do you think of Jake Allen or Fleury or some other goalie to play? I think Edmonton has a chance, but right now, I'm sorry, like they're not playoff. I don't know. I went on a tangent there. I apologize, but mm. it is what it is. And now let's move on to the Leafs. We'll move on to the Leafs. Ponchi, we'll start with you. Uh, where do you see the Leafs this year? Like we'll end it after this, by the way, but. Where do you see the Leafs? What's your stance on them? Are they a contender, pretender? What do you, what do you see them as? What do you, what, what's your what's your take? Um, well, like going off the trend, I don't see them making it out of the first. I want them to make it to the second. Me too. Sec. Like I want them to like like John Tavares. He, he got a little bit of hate. Fair enough. Long Island loser, pajama boy. You hate to see it, but. You know, he, he's got a good squad there in Toronto. You've got, like, Matthews. And I like Marner. I really like him. But, like, when you have more penalties for throwing the puck over the glass than points in the playoffs, it's not great. Like, we... And you held out for an 11 mil contract or something, like... Crazy. It's 10 and a half or Something ridiculous. It's 10. it's on the higher end. Yep. Like it's almost Eric Carlson money. It's ten point eight, I think, something around that. Ten point seven something. Oof. But yeah. Um and you know, the the playoffs are different, but still, like you you asked for ten point eight. You gotta be playing with um you gotta be playing to that standard, not just in the regular season, but in the playoffs. No, I agree 100%. Yeah. And to build off what you said with Marner, it's the same thing I said about McDavid and Drysaddle. Like, I love mm. Marner. I love the way he plays. And I want that kind of player to win the cup. Like, I want the skilled players who are able to... Like, Marner's able to be physical in a lot of ways. Like, he's not super heavy hitting, but, like, he's able to win puck battles. He's able to go in the corners and lift sticks and, and win those. 
Um, yeah, Kev saying a Kev player in the chat saying the trade monitor. I I would not do that. But <laughs> until the league changes the way they call the game to make it consistent, mm. so regular season and playoffs, I want it to be consistent. I want to know what's a penalty. Until they call it properly, the Leafs aren't going to win either. Maybe actually, well, the way the Leafs are built this year, I think they have a better chance than they did in the past because Marner is not the. I think so handle. too. But I think so too. Like Marner's not going to mm. be as effective in the playoffs as he is on the regular season, um, it, just because of that alone. Like he'll get tripped, he'll get slashed, he'll get hooked, and it won't go call. It won't get called. And then he'll stay to the outside. He'll get scared and stay to the outside, and that's happening against Montreal. I, like Montreal, I I will not even hide behind the fact that we won. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Toronto was the better team. They deserve to win that series, but they just got beat yeah. up. They got beat up by Ben Sherrod and Shea Weber and Joel Edmondson. And in some ways, Jeff Petrie and Josh Anderson, they got beat up. And obviously, I think if Tavares doesn't get hurt, I think they probably win. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate. But you, know, you got to play through injuries, and I know what happens. Like, Montreal tried to play through Carey Price getting injured. That did not go well against the Rangers, funny enough. Um, but, you know, you got to play through those injuries. You still got to win through them, and they couldn't. And Montreal won by beating them up. That's what, that's just what happened. That's that's what we know happened. And now okay. Toronto's bolstered up. They got Wayne Simmons. They got some good guys down there. I like I really love Michael Bunting as well. He's offers, he offers that grit. I think Andre Kasha's got a really good underrated skill as well. So I think Toronto, like if I didn't pick Tampa, I probably would pick Toronto or Washington. So I think, yeah. I think Toronto is going to be really, really good this year. And I, I, my prediction for Toronto is they're going to win around. Calling it now. They're breaking the curse. They're winning. I, I, I agree. I think they're going to get through. I, think I hope are. so too. I'm knocking on wood. So Nick, what's what's your prediction for Toronto? Uh, I kind of uh, stole your I'm keeping an eye on chat here, and they're talking about uh, Price standing on his on his head he in did. that series, and he, he definitely he stood on his. Head. I oh, think yeah. Toronto All Toronto's perhaps. luck Toronto's luck has just been ridiculous. Like that running into that version of Price was just so tough for them because they had that series, they had it in the bag, done, and Price just said no. But that's but everyone yeah. knows that like that the same thing happened in the bubble with Pittsburgh. The only reason why they didn't do a best of three for the bubble like intro series, I don't know, like the you know what I mean, like the the round robin to get into like the, the playoffs. Yeah, the, the 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 NHL playoffs on the Stanley Cup playoffs, like that first that first round there, like where Montreal was against Pittsburgh. The reason why and the NHLPA brought this up in their reason as to why it has to be five and not three was Carey Price. They literally mentioned him by name. They said, look. We don't want a guy like Carey Price stealing a series by winning only two games. He can steal two games, but stealing three is much harder than stealing two. So they made a best of five instead of a best of three. He still stole three games because it's Carey Price. Carey Price. Um, <laughs> but uh, as a Habs fan, I love Carey Price. He's the best goal I've ever seen play. But anyway, the point is, um, they they had to make an exception because of Carey Price. So like, I, I don't blame Toronto for losing to Montreal because Carey Price is just a freaking legend in the playoffs. Everyone knows it, and everyone expects it. So, like, they could have planned for that. Except, except against us. Well, no, he got injured. He, he got injured. <laughs> yeah, one. yeah. Big I shout Chris out Chris Carter. Uh, okay. uh, Hank was gonna beat you guys. Hank was gonna beat. I don't you know. Guys I think so it would have been a closer series than it was. It would have been. It would have. Well, Tukarski played really good. He played. Tukarski played but really. But the, the Habs are like, like, unequivocally a completely different team in front of Price. Yeah. Like, I I watched them play in front of Price, and I watched them play in front of anybody else. Uh, Allen not as bad actually, but like even in front of Allen, they look like a different team. They make different passes, they make different plays. They just look yeah. worse. They look less confident in front of any other goalie. So I think that's a problem as well. 
Uh, but anyway, Nick, I don't think you guys deserve that series. I'm, I'm not even trying to rehash that. I was very emotional yeah, about yeah, that series, like, though. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> in the past, we, we can definitely bring that anyway. up another time. But yes, um, <laughs> but at Toronto, I think yeah, this is as good as a chance as they've had. And to answer Papa, I did not pick Toronto to win last year. I said when they went up three one, I'm like they're blowing this. <laughs> I knew for yeah. a fact. I was like, they're blowing. Yeah. I was telling all my friends, like, they're going to blow this series. It's just going to happen. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. did. But now, eventually, you got to learn from it. And where I see them right now is where Washington was right before they won the cup, when yeah. nobody expected them to do anything. Mm-hmm. And everyone was calling them soft. Everyone was saying, oh, Vetchkin can't play in the playoffs. Backstrom can't yeah. play in the playoffs. They can't get it done. They can't get it done. They're... Everybody gave up on them. And a Bang! Out of nowhere, they won the cup. I was so happy. So I'm not saying I don't know if Toronto gets the cup, but they're gonna get through a round. They're gonna get through. They've been playing like Critter is saying in chat there. They've been getting through rounds here. They've been playing. You know, they haven't been winning, but they've been playing each year in the playoffs. You're gonna learn something eventually. And you know, each year that these guys get in the league, that's more and more experience, and eventually they're gonna have to break through. They have to. Yeah, they're they're too good. They're too good not to break through. And they yeah. have they have enough depth too. They have they have the guys. They have a good team. You know, really, yeah. if you just take the Toronto Maple Leafs logo off of that sweater and just sent that team on the ice, everyone would be like, "Come on, they got to win!" Like it's just because it's the Leafs, so everyone you know, they're easy to mm. beat up on. You know? Yeah, it's a good point. But, and like I think I think they're definitely missing one more piece on that blue line. I think I think if they can upgrade Justin Hall to someone better than him. And have that same top four, Riley, Muzz, and Brody, and someone else better than Hall. That team is really, really good. And yeah, Nick, I think you make a great point. Like, just because it's the Toronto Maple Leafs and everyone thinks they have a jinx, they're just everyone just doubts them. And that definitely leads the yeah. players down themselves. So I think they, I think they are in the best position possible to win around this year. Um, and I think they're just missing that one extra piece to take them over the edge on as a right-handed shot. Their best right-handed shot on the blue line is either Lilligren or Justin Hall, and that's not good enough. I know Brody plays the off wing, but like you need you need at least one guy up there who can play the right side really well and with a right-handed shot. It does make a difference. I've, we've all played hockey. I, yeah. Well, yeah, we all played hockey before. I punch him sure he played as well. Um, like being a right-handed shot on the right side is different than a left-handed shot on the right side. It's much harder uh, to corral pucks off the boards. It's much harder to play the play your position when you're an off wing. So it works for certain players, but I think Toronto can improve that as well. Uh, so anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to the end here. So that's going to do it for our first episode of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. You can find it here on YouTube. Uh, sorry, here on Twitch at SomeLazyGuy09 or on YouTube also, SomeLazyGuy09. I'm going to give a quick shout out to NXG Nick once again. So NXG Nick on Twitch and YouTube as well as Ponchy. So uh, Ponch underscore YYC. You can check him out on Twitch as well. If you guys want to throw any little uh, announcements that you're doing, anything big you want to announce, like maybe something you're doing on YouTube or Twitch, I'll leave it to you guys now. So we'll start with Ponchi, then go to Nick. Just let us know what you're doing. Let us know what you're up to. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, um, my biggest goal is to hit uh, affiliate before the new year or just about as the new year starts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's my big goal right now. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go show some love and support to Ponchi. Help him hit his hit his affiliate here. Just basically, all you got to do is have... I think you're missing what I was missing, having that average of three viewers in your stream. So if you're ever doing some work around the house and you want to just hit a little... You can just go into the stream, tap 
uh, exclamation mark lurk and mute the tab uh, and not the stream, just mute the tab if you want. If you're doing other work and you, you can't hear any other sound, you can just mute the tab and I'll give him a lot of support. And once he gets to affiliate, it doesn't really matter where his average viewers are anymore as long as he's just streaming consistently. So that would be really helpful for him. Like I've been trying to do that as much as I can. So if you guys want to show so Wow, go show some love to Ponchi. You can do that. Uh, that Nick, lazy. Come on, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. He's, he's unraveling. I haven't eaten yet today. I got to get some food in me. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find me every morning on twitch.tv, NXG Nick. Do the morning show, 9.30 a.m. Uh, the end time is an enigma. We, you know, we kind of just go with uh, whatever's going on that day. You never know. Could be, could be 12 o'clock. Could be 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But it's always a blast, and I'd love to see you guys there if... If you can make it, as of course, if like Lazy was saying, you can always lurk. We appreciate all that support. The tabs go a long way. Trust us. They really yeah. do. And other than that, I'm on YouTube, NXG Nick as well. I'm making hockey videos specifically about the Rangers. I do in-game uh, after after the game, after they play, I take notes on the game and I talk about the game that I just watched. And other than that, I'm probably going to do some IRL stuff on that channel and some gaming content there as well. But we'll see where things go. That'll probably be later. That'll probably be in the new year that I start doing stuff like that. But that's pretty much where I'm at right now. So if you guys have the chance, if you check me out there, I'd really appreciate it. And thank you to Lazy for hosting this. Absolute beauty yeah, punch. Great, that was a blast. Great stuff, Lazy. Great stuff, Nick. Yeah, got you guys. Don't worry. And uh, yeah, so thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate all the support. Shout out to Critter. Shout out to Papa Clutch. I think I saw Ellie in here at one point. Kev Player. We got a few people in here. So appreciate all you guys stopping by. Uh, if you want to tune in live for our uh, for our podcast, you can. So you can ask us questions. And I will be able to look at every chat because obviously as we're talking and I'm also the host, so I'm trying my best to look at the chat, also look at the subjects as I have them lined up. So I will do my best. Uh, so if you want to drop a follow, SomeLazyGuy09 on Twitch, uh, you can tune in. We're going to be streaming this on Mondays, uh, most likely either at 1 p.m. Eastern or 2 p.m. Eastern. We haven't determined the time yet. This is our first episode, so it will be very fluid and flexible. So we'll see, uh, based on our schedules, how we want to do it. Especially, I'll be starting uh, a full-time job in the new year from 9 to 5. So we're definitely going to have to find a different time at that point. Um, so yeah, I do appreciate all the support. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. This will be posted on YouTube later this afternoon. And we'll have some segments going as well. So be, be sure to check me out on YouTube, SomeLazyGuys09. I also stream four times a week on Twitch. So if you want to tune in, just have some fun there. It's always a good time. It's always nice to have you. I interact with you guys a lot. So yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. And uh, if you guys have any name suggestions for our podcast, we haven't named it yet. So if anybody has any name suggestions, be sure to drop them in the comment section on YouTube uh, or drop them in the uh, stream chat here. And we'll see you in the next one. All right. Peace. <laughs> Weird little outro, I don't know.